it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is your Survivor Series post-show. It is I, Vince's voice of reason, <laughs> Scotty J-Stream, here to talk results. And before I do that, I just want to just wanna throw it down that your boy, once again, is victorious. Now... I did tie with Mr. Zach. We both finished the night six and one. So a joint win, but this gives me three victories now on the season, putting me ahead of both the Riddler and Sam. So now at least all of us are on the board, but I now am in sole possession of first place where I belong because there can be only one in this ship at studios wrestling championship and i will win that title belt <laughs> nobody nobody is gonna stop me but fresh off the heels of this year's survivor series and i'll say it was it was pretty good there was some interesting moments with the crowd and some of the matches or at least parts of the matches were a little blah but overall i'd probably give it a good solid b for a pay-per-view um both the first match and the last match on the main card were for me the best matches of the night but we'll just jump right into it our first match, which was on the kickoff show, was your United States champion, Damian Priest, taking on the intercontinental champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, with Rick Boogs by, him, by his side. And this match by itself was pretty damn good. They gave it a good 15, 20 minutes on the kickoff show, which is nice to see because I'm pretty sure if they were on the main show it would have got squeezed down a lot more. However, the match ending, a little bit of a controversy, but not for the reasons why it ended. I'll get into that in just a moment. So the match actually ends via disqualification. Now, if 
people have been paying attention to Damian Priest lately on Raw. He's had a darker side of him that's kind of come out and caused some havoc. Um, and tonight was no different. Now, every time Damian Priest was getting control of Shinsuke, Rick Boogs would be out there with his guitar and just doing some ridiculous riffs. And it would cause, you know, Damien to become distracted. And at one point he told them, he said, do that again and I will end you, essentially. (laughs) Paraphrasing there. So Rick doesn't do it for quite a long time until towards the end where it looks like Priest is getting ready to put put Shinsuke away. And he once again, Boog starts doing the riff. Damien gets out of the ring, takes the guitar literally snaps it in half attacks boogs this then causes shinsuke to come out and attack damien who then turns around while he's still holding on to part of the broken guitar smashes shinsuke over the face with it causing the disqualification so people obviously were up in arms about this match ending as a dq now somebody had posted a comment on Twitter, and I had a response to it, just basically stating that, well, for this type of match, it actually makes sense that this would end in disqualification because it keeps Shinsuke strong, in fact, that, you know, he's still a champion, and it goes with the new aggressive side of Damian Priest. And, of course... Because they put that on the internet, well, people weren't too fond of it. I uh, apparently kicked the hornet's nest and had a whole lot of trolls (laughs) Um, have plenty to say, uh, most of which were not exactly flattering. Um, But it is what it is. It's my opinion. People want to disagree with it. That's fine. You know, there's no real need to get snarky about it or um, just being plain right, you know, downright rude about it. It's just it's an opinion. It is what it is. Um, there were some people that you know kind of went after that, and and I told them, I said, listen, I said it's just my opinion. You know, you don't have to be a jerk about it, type of thing. You know, and you know, had some good conversations with some people about it, and others they were just being dumb so it is what it is welcome to the internet i guess (laughs) um we try to stay out of that type of foray because there's enough negativity going on out there and we don't want to engage in more of it to be honest with you but when there's a good conversation in there it's kind of worth it at least i think so so moving on from that I also want to make a point of this is that Shinsuke with the win, I was the only one that picked Shinsuke Nakamura to win that match because I had a feeling that this is exactly how it would have ended. I didn't feel like there would be a pin in this match. I had a feeling this one would actually end in D in the DQ. Uh, Had we had a pre-show, I would have said that. So it is what it is. Um, so doing so, I took a 1-0 lead on everybody, and I rode that almost all the way to the end. Um, but yeah. So 
we moved on to the main show itself and we had a an interesting storyline start here vince mcmahon showed up which in its own right is a big deal being on camera because i know vince normally isn't on camera anymore but he arrives with cleopatra's golden egg uh, that was shown on red notice which is the new um netflix movie starring the rock and um Gil Gadget and Ryan Reynolds. So <laughs> Vince gets out of his limo. Crowd, you know, and the wrestlers back there are like, yeah, he's here. Vince is here. Woo. And then he pulls out the egg and everybody's just kind of staring at him like, what? And Vince does the whole like, come on, cheer. And then everybody just fake cheered. And it was just like, oh, God. I'm like, is this another one of those woke things that we know that Vince has to deal with yes and you know yes men yes women type thing is that what this is a joke about I don't know maybe if it was then well played if not then I don't understand it but whatever um we'll get back to the egg thing in a minute so our first match of the night like I said uh was a fantastic I want to say fight more than a match it was the battle between the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions as Becky Lynch took on Charlotte Flair. There was hair pulling. There was actual punches thrown. There was cheating. There was reversing and doing each other's moves to one another. It was <laughs> At the very end of this matchup, Charlotte tried to pin Becky while holding onto the ropes and the ref caught her. Becky then turned it over, pinned Charlotte the same way, but from two to three, she noticed the ref wasn't looking, and, she, and Becky wrapped her arm under the under the bottom rope and got the pin, the one, two, three count. And it was, I, I loved it. Like, they're both going to cheat to win. They both want to see who's the, the more superior person, and it's Becky. Now, I didn't discover this until later, but Becky had a very emotional interview after the match, and it, you can, I don't, I don't think that all this was just for show, because, you know, a lot of people thought that maybe just the buildup for this was just, just that, it wasn't real, there wasn't any animosity between these two, but after hearing that interview, it sounds like there really was some some issues between these two and it's sad to see because they were inseparable in the very early stages of their career um either that or i'm getting played and if that, if that's the case then congratulations ladies you have me hook line in sinker <laughs> um but great opening fight to start off this mat uh, show and it really didn't get worse for quite a while uh, we had up next the five-on-five men's elimination match. Um, obviously, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. And Kevin Owens started out this match, and he was going against King Woods. Bell rings. Owens rolls out of the ring and walks to the back, getting himself countered out. Now, the internet exploded, and I mean exploded. They exploded with this thinking that, oh, my God, this is the end for KO because his 
contract is up in January and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if he did that on purpose, which I doubt he did, then I think that's amazing. (laughs) And what a stroke to do. Um, I just have a feeling that this is just part of KO just being a complete and utter jerk again. Heel KO is the best KO. So I have a feeling that obviously this is going to have effects going forward because Kevin Owens is going after Big E for the WWE Championship. He's fresh. Big E's not after tonight. So we'll see what happens come Raw tomorrow. That should be also very interesting. More on that later. So going into the match, KO gets himself countered out. SmackDown up 5-4. Corbin then gets eliminated to make it 4-4. Xavier Woods then was eliminated next, which I was a little surprised that he was eliminated so early on. Uh, But Raw then takes a 4-3 lead. Lashley and McIntyre both get themselves eliminated via countout because they were fighting on the outside, renewing that feud that just wouldn't end (laughs) for the longest time. So it then went to 3-2 Raw, and then Finn Balor was eliminated to tie it back up at 2. Sheamus then gets caught by Austin Theory and gets eliminated going 2-1. Hardy, Jeff Hardy then was all by himself versus Seth and um, Austin Theory. Sheamus, before on his way out, attacks Jeff. Seth almost gets the pin, was able to kick out at the last moment. He then pins Austin Theory making it one-on-one, Seth versus Jeff Hardy. And I'll tell you, this crowd on fire for Jeff. They I, I don't care how old this man gets. Jeff Hardy is still absolutely a fantastic performer. And I love that he's still getting some love. And the fact that they made him be the final survivor for SmackDown was fantastic. However, Seth Rollins gets the win. Hardy went for a swanton, and he looked to ready to nail it. Seth put up the knees the last second. Jeff landed on him, rolled over. Seth got up, curb stomp, one, two, three, done. Raw gets the win, takes a 2-1 lead over SmackDown, and my God, what a match. So we then had... Something that I thought would lead up to something else later in the night, which didn't exactly happen. Uh, It was a moment with Vince McMahon in his office and Roman Reigns coming in. They had a discussion and Vince was showing off his his egg that was said to be worth $100 million. This wasn't a prop from Red Notice. This was the actual Cleopatra egg, which if I remember correctly is actually a lost treasure. It's not real. I think so obviously for storyline purposes, we'll say it is. So he, he goes, Oh yeah, it's worth a uh, hundred know, million dollars. Roman goes, huh? He looks at it. goes just like my next contract. Right. And then he gets up and walks away and Vince is like, and then all of a sudden he realizes what he said. And he was just like, what? So two things, obviously contract kind of hilarious because all the releases that have happened with WWE recently and the fact that it's going to cost him that much to keep him there, which is even more fantastic. We then had 
our 25 man battle royale celebrating the 25 years of the rock debuting at survivor series this was won by omas and i think if i remember correctly he had 12 eliminations and this this was a this was a fun match to watch um I will give major props here to Sam. Sam was actually the only one who picked Omas um, out of the rest of us. So he got the win on this one, picked up a winner off of everybody else. Um, So it tightened things up a little bit. But our next match was Battle of the Tag Team Champions as SmackDown's The Usos took on Raw's RK-Bro. Another great match. I really would like to see these guys continue to fight more often but randy orton being randy orton hit a ridiculous rko out of nowhere gets the pin raw gets the win and they're now up four to one because remember omos is also a part of raw so we're in that battle royal raw running away with this show already (laughs) we then find out we have adam pierce and Sonya Deville in Vince's office, and Vince is starting to talk to them. But we notice something as the pan kind of, or as the camera pans out, we notice that something's missing. Lo and behold, Vince's $100 million egg is missing. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a whodunit. And Vince says that he wants everybody at Raw tomorrow night to figure out who stole the egg because they assumed that it was a you know it must be a wrestler you know because who else would it be i guess Uh, (laughs) um this is an interesting topic i'm not really sure why this is going on but who knows maybe somebody will get fired on television and then it'll be like oh look it's like all the releases on twitter the last few weeks I know you can't see me, but the face I'm making. (laughs) But moving on, we then went to our women's five versus five elimination tag team match, Raw and SmackDown. And as we went on, Carmella first eliminated SmackDown up 5-4. Then Zelina eliminated SmackDown up 5-3. Tony Storm then gets eliminated. Raw shrinking that a little bit to 4-3. Liv Morgan then gets eliminated, which, again, I was surprised that she was eliminated so early, especially since she's the next in line for the Raw Women's Championship. SmackDown up 4-2. Rhea Ripley then gets eliminated. SmackDown had a 4-1 advantage against Bianca Belair. And I'll, and I'll I'll let you guess who won this matchup. And if those of you who don't know, Bianca Belair won this matchup. She overcame the 4-1 odds. Sasha gets eliminated by her own team via countout because Sasha just decided to attack everybody, including Shotzi. There was some distraction between Shotzi and, and Sasha over who was actually legal. So once once Sasha was eliminated, I knew this match was over. Um, so Sasha gets eliminated, then Natty and... Shayna get eliminated, and then Bianca took on Shotzi. And Bianca was the only one to survive. 
the sole survivor for Team Raw. So Team Raw took both the men's and the women's five versus five elimination match. Normally, from what I've seen, it's a split. Normally, one show does one, one does the other. Apparently, that's just not the case. Okay, it is what it is. We then find out uh, via Kayla Braxton after she scares the living daylights out of Paul Heyman, which I thoroughly enjoy. Those two are a godsend toss, and I appreciate it so much. Their interviews are just perfect. We find out that Brock's suspension is no longer indefinite, and um, uh-oh, it's not a good thing for Roman, so we'll see. Our main event then was up next. It was our WWE champion, Big E, from Raw, taking on our tribal chief, the head of the table, and your universal champion, Roman Reigns of SmackDown. And this, ladies and gentlemen, was your match of the night. Crowd was hot for pretty much the entirety of this match. There was some disrespect going on versus the women's five uh, during the women's five v five, where they chanted CM Punk. They did the wave. They just—I don't know if it was just a combination of it being—you know—they were there for so long. This pay per view was over four and a half hours. It was a longer pay per view than normal. Um, when I say that, I mean, normally WWE's done a good job of shrinking their pay-per-views down to about four hours. So this was a little longer, and, you know, the fans clamor, and they bitch, and they complain about not having enough time to watch the women wrestlers. And then when they go out there, they do this type of shit. It's just, you wonder why Vince and, and company shrink their 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 moments for the women and you wonder why the you know the the queen's crown tournament matches every single one of them except the finals was under four minutes so it's like come on guys you know you want women's wrestling enjoy it don't be stupid and don't say dumb things that don't matter anymore (sighs) fickle daniel bryan brian danielson was 100% correct. Fans are fickle, and it's it's a little aggravating. But they're not going to change, so it is what it is. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was not alone in that feeling. So hopefully the silent majority will continue to you know, pave the way for this. But normally that vocal minority is the one that gets stuff changed. So we'll see what happens. But enough of that. Going back to the main event... This match was fantastic. Like I said, the crowd was actually into this one. Um, Roman just shit talking everybody, the crowd, and Biggie and Biggie answering the talking shit back was just that was that for me was a highlight as well. But this match ended as most people thought it would. Roman Reigns getting the victory, spears for days. You know, big endings, near falls, the whole shebang. But Biggie was not able to put down the Tribal Chief. Roman gets the victory. And then the show ends. He even hits a rock bottom during this match. And Roman goes, he walks towards the, the ramp. He, he kind of points to the Survivor Series sign and graphic comes up and that's the end of the show. 
so they did all this teasing of the rock and the rock doesn't show which i thought was absolutely hilarious i never really expected to see him i guess the movie cameo that they had during the opening credits where they were pretty much just pushing red uh red notice this entire time um i guess that's as far as we're getting but like i said good show tonight i gave it a solid b Uh, i'm very interested to see what's going to happen on raw on monday uh especially with the whole vince golden egg thing missing and god knows what's going on um and uh to see who starts uh talking their mouth we'll see who's who's uh who's gonna run their mouth and um start live working her way towards becky and seth working his way towards Big E. but seth still has that contract so we'll see what happens but guys thank you so much for listening totally appreciate you as always if you don't already please follow us on twitter at above the ring you can find us on facebook on instagram and on youtube as above the ring as well you can find myself pretty much everywhere as scotty j stream you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there if uh, you're listening on one that we're not a part of let us know we'll add ourselves to it though you can do all your one-stop shopping for your podcasts and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring also out there on the interwebs if you are somewhere that we're not let us know again we'll add ourselves to it the way we can continue to spread the bedlam because everybody needs to read from the book of bedlam <laughs> thank you guys so much really truly appreciate you hope you had a wonderful night let us know what you thought of survivor series as well you guys can comment on our posts that we put out tomorrow and let us know what you thought was the show good did you like it did you hate it Tell us why. We want to know. But most importantly, guys, please do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.